Leadership development exists because none of us are perfect, fully realized people. We all have room for growth in our lives and we need help along the way. Hi, and welcome to the Developing Imperfect Leaders podcast. Because the last time I checked, we're not Jesus. This is a project of the Leadership Development Institute at Hope Community Church intended to help you explore and grow your leadership skills for service both inside, that's inside the church, and outside, that's outside the church. I am your host, that was unnecessary, but here we are. I'm your host, Paul Stiver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kaylin Larson. Hello. And Natty Severson. Hey, hey. All right. How, Natty, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm ready for the weekend. Today is uh, weekend day in this uh, church, right? For, uh, Thursday's normally our last so, day. Yep. Our weekends are Friday and, yep. and Saturday. So I'm excited to get on with the weekend. That's a, is there any fun plans? Yeah, just but, any tiny plans. Well, I might be attending possibly the most uh, coveted. C- covet, yeah, coveted. I was thinking like, talked about concert series on the planet so far. Uh, cultural is, moment. Yeah, cultural moment. The Taylor Swift Heiress Tour oh, is coming wow. here to Min- Minneapolis. And so, Swiftyapolis, I saw. Swif- Swiftyapolis, are we is changing the, our name? Yep, the mayor approved a name change for a day. For a Friday? I, I don't know awesome. the day, to be honest. Uh, so I'm taking my daughter. Her very first cool. concert was a Taylor Swift concert when she was five years old. And now she's... A grown up, and so we're gonna hit this concert. It's our fifth Taylor Swift concert together. And wow. Yep. Okay, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right. This morning I uh, woke up and I had not looked at the time yet, so I was laying in bed and I was like, "Okay, do I go read? Maybe I go do a workout." And all of a sudden, I looked at the time and it was six twenty-five, and I was like, "Nope, I gotta get going." <laughs> what time do the girls get up? Seven. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so it was uh, a very quick morning uh, from there. I, that's a question I haven't asked myself in years. What time do the kids get up? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is it's not, wild that you guys very, have to get up because other people tell you very to. Very much yeah. on the radar. Yeah. The, uh, my alarm clock noise, I'm not pleased with it right now. I'm doing well, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out a better noise for my, uh, I just use my phone as an alarm clock and I don't love the noise currently. Um, so I, I was, as we go on this uh, season, we're giving away one fun fact about us. And I, I was ready to start here is, so, uh, I, I, one time, this was a long time ago, I was getting gas, uh, halfway my parents used to live in central Wisconsin. I was getting gas halfway between here and there, uh, driving home to see them. And I was driving my, uh, I drove a minivan for most of post-college Toyota Sienna. It was sweet. And, uh, I drove away from the gas pump with the pump still in yeah, that uh, that was great. <laughs> You've yeah. done that for real. It happened. It How did have not, you never heard this? So it, I feel like I did. I get nervous every I, time. I, I could tell you the gas station. I see it. So uh, here's a couple of things. Did about, it like rip off? It ripped right off. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it came that, right off. I felt and like so, that's a movie thing. So that's it real. It ripped life. right off. It didn't spray gas anywhere. They must have like a cutoff. Or oh something. yeah, for sure. And so it didn't spray gas. And I, the clerk, I went in. The clerk was slammed busy, and I just go. <laughs> Hey, I accidentally drove with the pump. I'd ripped it off and I left. It was amazing. I just like, you should have just handed him nothing. the pump. Sorry, I man. Nothing. And I just took off. And now well, let me tell you this though. I'll tell you guys this. When you do that once, you never do it again. <laughs> I check every single time. And I still, even when I know How I've taken I it never out, heard I have this. like I'm a just... mini panic attack. Even now driving away from pumps, I check out every time, like make sure. So that's <laughs> I don't know. It's just a fun, like, one mistake that you're like, I will never do that again. But yeah, it was amazing. 
Uh, it really was quite a moment. Oh, Natty. I cannot follow that. I'm trying to think of some saw, really yeah. ridiculous thing I've done. Makes mine seem really like not that awesome. But uh, we talked about how much I love fun in the last episode. And I really do. I'm easily bored. I love to just like provoke fun in things. And so um, I, I even get bored like doing simple things like wrapping Christmas gifts. So last year... My son, he, he's older now and he didn't want a lot of things. It was like, give me gift cards. And then he's like, well, I do want these Frisbee golf discs. And mm-hmm. so, is that what we call it? Yeah, Frisbee golf. Probably. Disc golf. Disc golf discs. Yes. And so, he's like, this is what I want. So, you know, he links to a few on Amazon. So, it's literally like, as a mom, you just want to wrap things and give it to your kids, even though you don't really want to wrap things or buy things. You just feel like you have to. There's something in that where it's like a gift card just isn't as satisfying. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to like give him something to open. So I'm like, hmm, what could I turn this disc into? And you know, there's this trend on TikTok going around where people were wrapping gifts to look like other things. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like totally doing this. So it really fits with the Severson family vibe to wrap it, of course, to look like a toilet. So nice. I gathered Amazon boxes, plastic jugs and whatnot. And I mm-hmm. built a life-size toilet in order to wrap it and use the the Frisbee disc thing as the seat cover. You know, yes. the thing you flip up and down. Yeah, that's great. And it sat in my living room for an entire month because of course I yeah. did it on Thanksgiving weekend and it sat there for a month and I couldn't have been more pleased that I had a toilet in my living room. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually take a toilet as a gift right now at the in the home improvement process where we're yep. at with things that I would not be. It's I weird how you. aging changes you. Yeah. Give me a toilet like, for Christmas. Yeah. We're like excited about <laughs> socks. <laughs> yep. right. uh, is this where I admit my mom still buys me all of my underwear as Christmas gifts? Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> not for, embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice to know it's coming. Yep. Um, for me, the thing that I thought of was. I was a foreign exchange student in high school for a month. And then when I got back a couple of days later, it was like a switch of spots. So then we hosted oh. a foreign exchange student for a month. And it was very fun. Um, you can't it, possibly you, like, say where. Well, yeah, where. You yeah. can't just oh, end it there. Yes. I, I, I didn't occur to me. I didn't say where. In Spain. Oh, España. España. Did you, what, uh, what, what was your big lesson that you learned? Oh, being, so I was 17 in a foreign country, living with a family was just way out of my comfort zone. Like I learned things about myself and about how to like operate solo at, I'm not a young age, right? Like you're a year Mm -hmm. before going to college and stuff, but still it was like, uh, yeah, there's things that I didn't know. And then how do you engage with people? when they don't even really know how to speak English. And so there was a lot of like... Or you don't know how to speak Spanish. Well, I did, but not to the point of like super conversational. Like it was like getting to that point, but it definitely used a lot of like translation things on the internet at that point. And that's when like, I mean, this was 2005. They did not have Google when I was in high school. That was back when we were still... I forget you guys had Google. We're still printing maps. (laughs) MapQuest. (laughs) MapQuest. (laughs) I mean, 2005 wasn't like super agey with the internet, but at least there was a translation website that we could go to and better understand each other. So I was with a uh, 15-year-old and her family. Uh, wow. So. Nice. Yeah. So let's get into it. Leading question is this. We just talked through the question that this episode is titled after. And this episode is titled, Is it possible 
to be an anxious and hopeful leader. So we're digging into the topic of hopefulness and leadership. Is it possible, Natty, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Is it possible to be an anxious and hopeful leader? (laughs) I'm not surprised that I would be asked to go first on this one, given I feel very described by this. Um, (laughs) I think if you were to maybe pick a couple of words that describe me um, rather than my... other than my desire to be entertained, um, anxious would be a very good word. And I think hopeful would be. So mm. I think when I look at myself, I think yes, but then is it possible? I think if it, you, you phrase it as a yes or no question. So I'm going to answer yes. But how I do that, I guess, is I would love to hear from you guys because I, I we haven't talked about this yet on this podcast and maybe we will, but I struggle deeply with anxiety, OCD and panic disorder. And mm-hmm. yet somehow I would say, and I'll defle- uh, deflect, defer, that's the word I'm looking for, to you both on on how that actually plays out in my leadership. But I would say I'm, I'm a hopeful leader. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. So how, how does that work? I had a hard time answer, answering this question just in general, too, because I was like, uh, well, to answer how does that work with you, I think you lead more with hope. And then I think in private, you will share some of the anxiety that might be going on in your head. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I never would have thought that that was going on. And then if you go back to some of our previous episodes, it makes me then trust you a little more because I see the way that you're operating in front of people. And then behind the scenes, I can hear the way that you've been thinking about it. And I'm like, oh, well, the Lord is still doing something. Um, and he's using you despite, uh, the feelings that you might be having internally. And so I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard, it's a great question. I thought about it of, I am not naturally a hopeful person. I feel like I'm more of a realist or Mm. some could say a pessimist, but I think, how is that going to work? Like Natty brings all these like big ideas and I'm like, nah, I don't don't think so. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, I'm like the fun suck or the what's yeah, it? the fun buzzkill yeah, yeah buzzkill buzz um and then uh, so it's just to lead with someone who's like that or to work alongside someone who's like that it's kind of refreshing for me because I'm like oh yeah so then when I think about my leadership I often go into Natty's office and I'm like oh here's all the ways I can see this going poorly and then she's like but what about this and this and this and this and I'm like oh yeah okay I'm like leading refresh I think I can do this and so that's really good. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this too. These are both future-oriented things. Mm, that's right? cool. So it's really, I know wow. that. That's profound, Profundity Ooh, alert, right? This might be profound. Profundity. Why did I use that word? I, I regret it just, immediately. No, but, I, I made up a fake so, word earlier. Uh, so I, I jotted this down. It could be profound or not. This, If there is, we'll put an alert sound in here. Um, hope sees the potential and is faithful about it, excited. Anxiety sees the future. It looks at the future and seeks to control, right? Anxiety sees the potential and wants to control. Hope sees the potential and is trustworthy. Mm. It's trusting. This is kind of interesting because, yeah, they're both, with anxiety, I'm like, oh, man, what what do I do to, how can I not let that outcome happen? Whereas hope is like, what could happen, right? Like, or the, but what about? Is it good to, uh, Kaelin, that you just referenced that Natty will bring up, but what about? And so, I just think that's interesting. It'll come back up too when we talk more about practical. Like, how do I, 
How do I be more hopeful? But let's get into the quote of the week. So quote again, of the week. Quote of the week. When we do the quote of the week, we can we get a sound effect like for that one, Austin? Quote look, of the week. Uh, we like to take a deeper look into a leadership topic. In this case, kind of hopefulness and the reality of anxiety. Um, as as we think about this, let's discuss a quote. And so we're looking again at a quote from Strength Based Leadership by Tom Rath, and it says this: Instilling hope may seem like an obvious requirement for leading other people. Hope gives followers something to look forward to, and it helps them see a way through the chaos and complexity. Knowing that things can and will be better in the future is a powerful motivator. When hope is absent, people lose confidence, disengage, and often feel helpless. So I'd love to hear from you, I had a group of interns who used to snap. Those are the snaps there. Kay, I'd love to hear from you on this. If hopefulness is is so important in leadership, how do we navigate our emotions and experience? Do we just become eternal optimists? Mm, so, <laughs> like I said, I am a realist. You've been a real. Yes. My husband would say that too, and I would say contrarian sometimes. Even. <laughs> um, but even as Paul was reading this quote, so I may not answer the question. I more just might say. Great. What um, I was thinking about um, our relationship with God and thinking about hope with him. So hope gives followers something to look forward through and helps them see a way through the chaos. And if I think about like the chaos of life, if I think if I am looking to the Lord and the vision that he has set before us as his children, I'm like, okay, I'm looking to you, God, because right now life feels like very chaotic. And so you are the one that I know is going to get me through the chaos and complexity of this life. Um, and then how it can be a powerful motivator. And if hope was absent, if the Lord didn't, um, if our hope wasn't in Christ and what he's done for us on the cross, that would be, it would be very hard to go through life. And yeah. so mm-hmm. um I could see how people would lose confidence, disengage and feel helpless. And then it's like, okay, well, the Lord is my strength in this and um, he's going to be the one to get me through. So then if I think about the way that I'm leading, am I offering people a glimpse of that? Um, Am I saying, yeah, this is hard, but what about Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And so, um, yeah, that's how I kind of, that's what comes to mind just when I think of that quote. I definitely thought of being rooted in Jesus. Um, When I think about all the, you know, like this quote right here and the question, especially, do we just become eternal, eternal, eternal? We're making up a lot of words. We become eternal. Eternal optimists. Um, No, hopefulness and optimism aren't the same things. Um, There's some amount of overlap. I think if we made a Venn diagram of them, um, there would be some amount of overlap, but they're not the same thing. Um, hopefulness is rooting and rooted in something different than than a positive outlook. I think of optimism yeah. as just like a, a positive outlook, and and optimism can be good. I'm not saying optimism is bad, but hopefulness is rooted in something. There's like a confidence behind it, a sense of certainty and purpose that goes beyond just like a positive outcome or that circumstances are going to work out in the end. Um, yeah, the, the hopefulness, like, you know, it's deeper than that and it's rooted in something. And, and then if, if maybe there's not an optimistic outcome where, you know, it came up sunshines and rainbows, um, we can still be hopeful for it at having done something good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that too. And just the, um, it's, it's interesting because we know who God is and what he's done. He actually is the, the number one person at instilling hope, right? He, and if you, the Bible storyline really has this kind of picture of like all these instances of crazy obstacles that seem impossible. And the biggest one being sin and death and Christ going to the cross to redeem us. Uh, in this, he rises from the dead, the seemingly biggest obstacle there is. And, mm-hmm. and that actually frees us up. I was, I have two things that I was thinking about. One, I can actually embrace the unknown mm-hmm. instead of fearing it mm-hmm. uh, because I know who God is and what he's capable of, which then leads me to the ask the question, uh, uh, why not a good outcome? Why couldn't this go in a way I didn't expect? Um, and what could happen from that? Uh, and and then you're that that gets you into that. But what about or what might God do as opposed to what could happen? What could go wrong? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of more fear. Um, so it's a it's a fun topic and one to continue to dig into. And let's think about it now. Maybe switching gears a little bit to growing together. As again, we're all imperfect leaders. How do we kind of see the importance of this? And and let's say to that person who's listening and they're thinking, I I just am so overwhelmed by anxiety that I lose out on hopefulness, or I'm so much of a realist that I think I miss hopefulness. Um, what are some practical ways to help someone that's an imperfect leader who wants to become a more hopeful leader? Well, I say first, I can relate. If you're stuck in that situation where those worries about the future are just so big that hopefulness seems so far away, I can say I relate to that. Um, my struggle with anxiety has been long and difficult, and I would say it's probably biggest rock in my life that I, that I seem to like push up against. Um, and yet God is good. Um, anxiety, it's, it's, it's occurred to me that anxiety, anxiety is nothing more than like a fake sense of control in situations I can't control. So I'll worry about something. And I, I think my brain somehow computes if I worry about it enough, I'll create just enough contingency plans so I can deal with it. Or if I worry about it enough, I'll be ready when that bad thing or those 20 bad things inevitably happen. And so I can really get locked down in the pattern of um, thinking through the things that will go wrong and how I might fix them or being scared of them, or they just seem like, yeah, the big lion, the scary monster in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think the gospel is just the antidote to that right? That hopefulness that um, God has solved my biggest problem. And that's in, you know, my sin causes death and I need him, right? So God solved my biggest problem. And so um, I can, I can go to battle against my anxiety. And I think that's the thing, like anxiety and hope really are at odds in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet I I don't think you're doomed to a life of hopelessness just because you have maybe even like a, a deep mental health struggle with anxiety or just you feel like maybe you're prone to to be a worrier. Like I, and I don't want to draw a line there and like create this like magical line. I'm not no, I'm not a medical professional, but like wherever we are, anxiety really does steal away from that. And it's remembering yeah. um, we have a, a hopeful God, and that we don't need to plan out every single contingency plan or get really stuck in the worry that we can allow ourselves to dream forward about things um, that that could be great and better. Um, and even if they're not, we'll, we're still okay in Jesus. Yeah. I like that phrase dream forward. That was kind of what I was thinking about with this. Practically, I tried to come up with a couple things. One I've come across recently, which is a list of a hundred 
uh, and this idea of like come up with a hundred possible solutions when you run into an insurmountable obstacle seemingly what are like a hundred possible solutions that could happen? And it, even just doing that, you get to like five or six and you're all of a sudden your posture has shifted in how you're thinking about the obstacle. Uh, another one I was thinking of would maybe be, I just came up with this five great outcomes. So like what, like looking at a situation, uh, we just had a, we just put an offer in on a house that didn't get it. What are five great oh. outcomes that could happen? Bummer. It was a bummer, but like what might God do, right? Might bring us to a better house, a different house, a better neighborhood, the right place where we meet people that we're meant to know for the rest of our lives or who knows, right? And so Mm -hmm. instead of, oh, what happened or what's coming or what might, yeah, what could be some great outcomes? Kay, what about you? What what are some practical things in your mind? I think for me, it's um, having to surround myself with people or communicate to people that. I might not be in hope. I might not be feeling hopeful about this. Mm. And so uh, going to uh, my husband or a coworker or friend and being like, this is kind of how I see this playing out and help me like walk through, you know, what could be the potential five outcomes um, that could take place instead. That's really good. So thinking then as, as we are imperfect leaders and we're thinking about how this is going to even shape us, right? Uh, want to get into one takeaway. What's something from this conversation, thinking about hope that you want to take away? And for me, I just, I just think we're all more anxious than we think. <laughs> we just, like we realize there's more anxiety under the surface for all of us than I think we're acknowledging or ready to admit. And so I was thinking how the hope is, hope is like anxiety with faith, right? If they're both future oriented, hope is like, I have this, like all this energy but with, when I have faith, when I'm looking to Jesus, when I'm seeing who God is, that's hope instead of anxiety, right? Like it just is wild how that goes. Um, and so I just love the way faith comes into that. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking about this. I, I want to identify with others, bring others in when I'm feeling hopeless. Uh, I think for me, it's that these can live together, like acknowledging that, mm. oh, if I am feeling anxious about this, like I can still lead with hope. Hmm. Um and so it doesn't have to be one or the other, but you can, yeah, you can operate in both. It's really good. I think given the imperfection, it's, I, my, my thought was just like, I'm really thankful for the people God has put around me in the midst of my struggle. Um, for in those moments where I am caught in that hopelessness that yeah. comes with anxiety, that there are people who continue to point me at Jesus. They continue to try to infuse me with hope. They don't give up on me. Um, they see what God is doing in my heart and and really try to to foster that. And, and all of you in this room have been a part of doing that. So I'm super thankful for that um, and thankful for all of you. And so just, we need gospel community. Mm-hmm. We need people yeah. who mm-hmm. will point us to truth in the midst of our struggle or in the midst of those moments where we, man, all we can see is despair. Um, we need to be pointed at Jesus. Well, that wraps up our conversation for today, but we want to keep connecting with you. So thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow our show and leave a review. We love connecting with our listeners. So if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please email us LDI at HopeCC.com. LDI is a ministry of Hope Community Church based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We seek to develop leaders in their biblical thinking, Christ-like character, and ministry skills for service both inside and outside the church. We do this through internships, classes, seminars, and retreats. 
If you're interested in learning more about our internships or other opportunities, visit ldi.hopecc.com or email ldi.hopecc.com. Have a great week.